The divine service begins each week with a very brief, but what I think is also a commonly misunderstood part of the service. It's called the invocation. And as is the case with, I think, all of the parts of the, the liturgy, the, the divine service, the invocation comes from a, a Latin word, uh, really a, a compound Latin word, invocare, to call in. And the question is then, who are we calling in? And there's really only two possible answers. And the first answer, I think, is the one that the majority of people teach or think or just sort of assume. When we say, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we assume that we are invoking, that we are calling in God. That the pre-service music is finished, the candles have been lit, the kids have been given their snacks, we're, we're ready. We're, we're ready for God to come and to, 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 to bless us, or we're ready for God to come so we can worship Him. And, and, and it makes sense that people would think that because it's God's name that we're saying, right? If you're, you're, you're calling someone in, if you're calling the kids in for dinner, you're, you're going to call out their name, right? And so in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, it makes sense that people would think, well, we're calling in God. But that isn't only God's name. That is also your name. That is the name that was placed on you at your baptism. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And God tells us in his word that I put my name on you. And so that is now also your name as a baptized child of God, as a member of God's family. You have that name on you. God has claimed you as his own. And that's the second option. Um, we can be calling in, we can be talking to, we can be addressing Christians, baptized believers. And it's the second one uh, that, that I was taught and the second one that I teach. Um, and that is this idea that we are calling in the baptized. And there are different ways throughout the service that a pastor can show when he is talking from God to the people and when he is talking on behalf of the people to God. And one of the very easy ways that that can be seen is what direction the pastor is facing. And regardless of what a, a, a congregation or a pastor thinks about who is being addressed in the invocation. Every single pastor I know and every church service that I have ever been to, the pastor always faces the same way when he speaks the words of the invocation. He faces the people. And when you face the people, this is what it's telling them. I'm talking from God to you. It makes sense then as we look at this that we say that this is really God calling you in, God inviting us into his house, into his presence, to hear his word, to receive his meal. And who is he calling in? Those whom he has claimed by name. 
And so when you hear those words, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, I know it's brief and I know it's quick and it's over super fast and a lot of times we're, we're still getting settled in and we are getting kids snacks and we're trying to figure out and where is the service folder. I would really, really encourage you though to take a moment um, and to, to, to ponder those words, to consider what is being said, how you are being addressed, what your name is. This is, this is me. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the pastor is talking to me. And one of the ways that I think kind of helps us remember that and focus that is to also do what a lot of Christians do at hearing those words in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and that is to make the sign of the cross when those words are spoken. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is not a Roman Catholic practice. I'm not saying that they don't do it. I'm saying they don't get to claim it. The Roman Catholic Church can claim a lot of things. They can claim the supremacy of the papacy. They can claim an, an unhealthy or even an, an unbiblical veneration of the saints. They can claim uh, to inventing purgatory. They can claim to coming up with the immaculate conception. They can have all of those things. They don't get to claim this because it doesn't belong to the church in Rome. It belongs to the universal invisible, holy Christian church, the communion of saints. It belongs to those over whom the sign of the cross was made at your baptism. So you don't have to do this, um, but a, a number of Christians and, and Lutherans do this as a remembrance of baptism. And so I just want to take kind of a second part of this invocation is to teach you. Um, seems like a very simple thing, and, and maybe you don't need to be taught how to do this, but I think there are some interesting things to think about when it comes to making the sign of the cross. A lot of times people will put these three fingers together as a sign of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You start over your forehead, you go down to your heart in the name of the Father and of the Son, now, which shoulder do you go to? It, from my perspective, it doesn't matter. But some people will tell you one direction says you're Western Christian, another direction says you're Eastern Christian. And, and that's true. There's a whole traditional background to that. Um, but simply, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. And, and this isn't something that can just be done at the beginning of the service. Martin Luther in his small catechism, when he teaches his morning and evening prayers, which is something that probably most, most Lutherans have heard, maybe even memorized, maybe you still pray them. Um, it didn't make it into our catechism, unfortunately, but it's in a lot of them, most of them, I would say. Um, when Luther teaches the, the morning and evening prayer, he begins each of them by saying, make the sign of the cross and say, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So as we begin the divine service on Sunday, we are being reminded who we are by baptism. And what a beautiful reminder as you begin and end each day. I begin and end each day as a baptized child of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So in that very brief phrase, um, so much is being communicated to you. And, and I hope this helps you kind of think about that and remember that. Um, and maybe even gives you a new practice to do um, as you strive to do that uh, for yourself or to teach your children. 
as we begin uh, the service with this very beautiful calling in of the baptized to come and receive everything that God promises to give you through word and sacrament. Hopefully that's been a blessing to you. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on Sunday. Oh, and one more thing. Rome doesn't get to claim the collar either.